We can, we can have ice cream for lunch. Neat. Hello and welcome to Isn't It Neat, a podcast where we talk about things we think are neat. My name is Erin and I'm joined by my sisters Helen. Hello. And Caitlin. Hi. This week we're talking about Hercules. That's fine because I get. But I did it like um, that guy from Kiss, not the like. Uh, gospel choir. <laughs> so Hercules is the eighth film of the Disney Renaissance. It was released in 1997. And I remember seeing this at the cinema. Do you guys remember seeing this at the cinema? Because we were all there. Oh, were we? No. This was the one. Like- this was the one where we went. I don't know if it was a daytime or a nighttime because I have a feeling dad might have been with us. Um, and we went and we got McDonald's. We got a McDonald's Happy Meal. Oh and dear. as part of the promotion, I think the toy was a cup. So I remember the cup. The cup with and the lid. It was like a keep, uh, a keep, a keep cup. cup. A keep <laughs> Not an actual yeah. keep cup, like a coffee one, one, but like a cup that had a, yeah, that had like yeah. a lid and a straw and it had the characters on it. And we went and we yeah. watched the movie. And then on the way out of the cinema, there was a, a dude there holding a giant uh, rubbish bag for everyone to throw their <gasps> rubbish in. And we're walking along and everyone's throwing in like popcorn and like drinks from. The, the, the candy bar yeah. from the cinema. And Michael was like the first in our row, our brother. And he walked up and he just threw his McDonald's cup in the bag. And I yeah. remember seeing it going, <gasps> and like mum straight away was like, are you sure you want to throw that away? And he's like, yep. And obviously he just went, oh shit, like, because he just was copying everyone else and just did and then forgot that it was like a cup that he wanted to keep. Mm-hmm. And then and the guy was like, we, we can get it out of the bag because it's like it's not that gross or rubbish in there. Mm-hmm. And it was like still on the top. They're like, we can, like, can wash we can, it. It's anyway. right there. We can take it out and you can wash it. And he was like, nope, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And mom's like, are you sure? Are you sure? And he's like, it's fine. It's fine. And then we walked out. And as soon as we were out the door, he just burst into tears because he was like, no. <laughs> I wanted to keep that. Yeah. And I remember being like, ugh, because I would have been about 10 years old. Yeah, like but 10, 97, 11. he would have been not quite five. Yeah, like, he was he young was, enough. Yeah. That, but but it was that embarrassment of, oh, no, I did the wrong thing. Yeah. and like I don't want to admit that I did the wrong thing. And then once we were out, like, away from the strangers, it was like, oh, I really wanted to keep that yeah. thing. And, like, the smart thing to do would have been for – the parent to be like, are you sure? Well, and then when he said yes, go, okay, and then take it out anyway. Yeah. Because you then, can always and, throw and it I, away again later. <laughs> yeah, and I remember um, the mum's like, it's okay, we'll share. Because I, I think we only had two. Yeah. I think either someone didn't get a happy meal. And I remember just being like, oh, now we have to share the cups. And I don't know, I don't remember them after that, so I don't know what I happened don't, to I them. Don't, I can't recall them at all. I think yeah. Helen would have been too small for a happy meal at that point. Because I remember yeah. what... When we first started getting oh, yeah. McDonald's, yeah. Helen didn't get a meal. She just got chips or like a bite from. Yeah, probably would have got yeah. someone's nuggets. So maybe it was only yeah. me and me and you, Caitlin, that had yeah, them. Me yeah, and Michael. And you would have been yeah. very much like, "This is mine," and I would have been very much. I don't like, want to share okay. it. Go back and get it out of the rubbish. Like, <laughs> and I just remember rolling my eyes and being like, Ugh. and like, but at the same time, completely understanding why Michael didn't want to 
go back and yeah. say we've made a mistake, like completely mm. understanding that. But yeah, there's, that's our experience of going to see Hercules at mm. the cinema. <laughs> see, I remember the cup saga, but that might just be because it's I think I've lore. heard the cup saga before. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember the cup saga. Um, boy, he's so, a anyway. little baby. Yeah. <laughs> they do things. Um, so this film, it's very loosely based on the legendary hero Heracles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> we call him, the Roman name is Hercules yes, rather yeah. than the Greek name. And I think there was some like, there was some polling done and the American audience was just more familiar with the name Hercules than Heracles, mm. um, who is the son of Zeus in Greek mythology. And it was yes. named after Hera to appease her or something. Yeah, yeah. so Zeus with his inability to stay um Keep his dick in his pants. Yeah, keep his dick in his pants. It's just it's just rolling around all over the place, just like having uh turning into various dubious consent and animals. Yeah, Yeah, wasn't there a thing about rain at one point? Yeah, he was a swan, he was uh, a golden shower. He's all sorts um, of stuff. Yeah, just like basically just like sliding in and having his way and then taking off, like not asking, just taking. Um, yep. And then, like, the lady's being punished by Hera because um, she's like, I'm not having any of this, but we blame the victim, not the perpetrator. Yes. And <laughs> it being this whole thing. Um, but uh, Hercules' mum in, the in like, the original story, Heracles' mum was, like, aware that Zeus was a god guy and named... Uh, Heracles and and did all that stuff. Um, mm. And the names the the in the film the adoptive parents are actually the like real parents in the myth. So that yes. the, obviously the wife is like actually biological mother, and then mm. the husband is her husband. Yeah, um, but the um, movie is based more on Superman. Yeah. <laughs> the characterization, everything, it's this is Superman. <laughs> yeah, I was reading on the Disney wiki, there's all this like, they copied, it's plagiarized from Superman, but then it's like, this kind of comes from this film of Superman, and this kind of mm. comes from this other film, and this kind of comes from the comic, and this is kind of based on that. And I'm like, they're all actually just archetypes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that the similarities aren't because they were plagiarizing. It was just like, you know, Superman is a full-on archetype as well. Yeah, and also Superman is a Moses allegory that's been misinterpreted into a Christ allegory. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's all all just kind of, it was all in the zeitgeist and and this and that and the other. So I can't, like, I don't think you can say, oh, yeah, they copied it. It's like, Wouldn't it be hilarious if we could, like, go back back in time to like the first people who were like writing down the bible stories and such and be like that's plagiarized from like the poet blah 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 who's <laughs> telling yeah. the story to the it probably was it's just oh yeah back then. everything's <laughs> borrowed from everything and else things, <laughs> and things that are in the zeitgeist like of the time like things that are just kind of around you they they work all those influence they all influence mm. people creating things yeah and so you think you have an like an original idea but it's probably actually stemmed from something you've seen or something like long ago yep. or something you put together anyway so mm. it's like it's just a reworking of ideas um i love this film <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course you do it's a disney film it's part of the disney yeah it's a good um, film. Anyway, I was reading today about uh, reading comprehension. 
and mm-hmm. why once you get past the ability to actually go, this is what the word on the page is, like this word is apple, um, you then start having those questions like, what did the author mean by using the word apple? <laughs> and it's it's not literally what is the author thinking because obviously the author isn't going to be going, this word is the perfect word and it means all of these things. They're just writing from their experience and like what they're aiming to tell but all of their influences are also like leaning into the story so like you can read a novel and discover that the author may possibly have some very disturbing views on other people (laughs) that they really shouldn't have they should know better or it's just a product of the time or things like that so Mm -hmm. having the ability to not a conscious choice yes often it's just that unconscious bias but it's still a choice even though it's an unconscious choice or uh, unconscious bias it's still something that's happening so everything sort of amalgamates together into your story um which i thought was really cool and Mm. like weirdly relevant to this discussion (laughs) yeah Mm. So this was directed by Clements and Musker. I like them. They did like The Little Mermaid and Aladdin and stuff. <laughs> um, so good, good team. Yeah. Um, and Alan Menken's back. This is his last film for the Disney Renaissance. No. <sighs> but he comes back later. Um, but he is riding with David Zippel. Zippel's I like lyricist. that name. It's David a good Zippel name. kind of rolls off the tongue. It does, but yeah. can you also imagine the signature? Like, oh, yeah. everything about that name is great. Good job, David's parents. So he also wrote some lyrics for The Swan Princess. Oh. Oh, which ones? Which, the Swan the one Princess, that, the, the yeah, animated one, Swan Princess. Yes, but which ones? Which lyrics? Oh, which songs? <laughs> yes. I meant which one, like which film? It's like the Swan Princess. Because if it's literally for longer than forever. I love that song. I love it too. Aaron will cry. It just says says he contributed lyrics. So maybe it's like a little bit of all of them. Okay. Um, Maybe he's like, use the word apple. (laughs) Yeah. And um, so there was an Academy Award nomination for Best Original Song. Mm. Which was Go the Distance, because yeah, it's always the I Want song. Yeah. Um, but it didn't win. But uh, guess what it was up against that won? What? That song from Titanic. Uh, will go on. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure the orchestra play a very well-known <laughs> classical piece of music at the end. Why would that be nominated? <laughs> no. No, it was Celine Dion. It's Celine yeah. Dion, yeah. Yeah. Canadian Queen. Yeah, and it was um, it was also up against Anastasia. Oh, and I always associate the Swan Princess and Anastasia together as like Disney movies that aren't Disney movies. Yeah, were they made by the same studios or no? I'm not actually sure. I know that Anastasia was a um, Don Bluth film, mm. but I think that was a. I think they're both Warner Brothers. Did the studio? I feel like Swan I saw the one of the logo thing before their thing. We're probably going to like have to look into this, but I feel like Don Bluth was rejected by Disney or had an argument with Disney and then went off and yeah, made yeah, Anastasia. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah back in the 80s. Mm. Um, and he was because he, I think he was involved in The Little Mermaid. Yeah. I think we talked a little bit about, or maybe earlier, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, there was like a big sort of spat. I'm looking. Oh, it's a Columbia TriStar film, The Swan Princess. 
Of course. Um, feel like that might also be the Anastasia. Yeah, I don't think it's Don Bluth, though. And actually, no. I have watched this one, Princess, and been like, mm, it's not as good as I remember. Mm. Anastasia is, though. The quality is yeah. fantastic. Mm. It keeps coming up on my, like, when I'm searching for the Disney movies you want us to watch, and I'm like, oh, I could watch that, though. <laughs> today, today, the eighth film, because I, like, I log into Disney Plus, and uh-huh. I have to search for the film I want to watch uh-huh. in the Disney Renaissance, and I haven't been watching anything else um, these last few weeks, and, like, I keep thinking, I'm like, surely it can tell that I'm moving through the Disney Renaissance, but it's taken until this film, till Hercules, for it to like pop up on my dashboard of like, do you want to watch this one? Really? <laughs> yes. Finally. Ever since we said Disney the first time, um, I've had like all of the Disney movies just be like, hello, we're here, watch us. And I'm like, yeah, I could, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Mm. So did you guys um, watch this today or in advance? I was doing Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Oh, cool. You have to tell us more about that later. I I want you all to know that I am amazing at multitasking. Whilst mm-hmm. I've been doing this really dense audit work for work, I have had on the second screen <laughs> Disney movies going um, uh. because I don't need to pay, like, super attention. I still so know what the whole So did you make it is. all the way through this one to the very end? Yeah, 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 because I know I that the end the song time. is, ah! On the secret of the mountain top, a star is Yeah, very good. I have had a longing to be like, you know, the um, African American gospel singer church voices. I've ever since seeing Hercules, like the first time. I'm like, every time I hear it, every time I want to be a big black woman. I want to be a big black woman with a beautiful voice and I have yeah. this reedy white girl voice and, like, it's fine. Like, I accept myself for what I am, but I wish one day I could just, like, pull that out. <laughs> just be like, look at me. Look at how I can sing. Yeah. <laughs> I was told I was too skinny to sing good by that our singing teacher. feels a bit odd mm. to say. Yeah, they're all kind of <laughs> awful. All those, all the teachers that are known for, like, getting people into Whopper, they were mm. all really, really actually quite nasty people. Like, you'll never be good enough. You, mm. You're you too skinny. Rah, 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 you need to do this. Like, they, they weren't really they – Oh, very is this kind of like, like how the top ATR schools are only the top ATR schools because they kick out anyone who's not, like, exactly what they want? So if you're, like – if you get, yeah. like, a, an A minus, you're out. Um, and, and yeah, so they, yeah. So you yeah. come to them, and they're like, "Yeah, you're not what Whopper's looking for." Yeah, because so they're not. Yeah, so they don't turn people into Whopper singers. They, they just find them. Find yeah, mm. and like don't work with anyone except they find them, and they're like, "This is what Whopper will expect." So you have to say these things and do these things, Ew. and then that's yeah. They'll, then they'll take you. Yeah, I, I mm. think back on that, and I'm like, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah. Anyway, There's so many different um, styles of voices take- out there. Let's take a short break and we'll be back soon. And we're back. So, this film, I love it. 
Yeah. The plot is a Disney plot. It's, yeah. I think if you kind of, um, and I, I like, I know that when the film was first released, they wanted to do like a special screening in Greece, and Greece is like, you stupid Americans, like you're just taking our culture for commercial benefit, yeah. which normally True. is like a. No, no, but I always see Greece and especially ancient Greece as kind of like the power people. So like yeah, you're not really <laughs> you're not really like kicking or punching down when you're kind of tackling that culture, I guess. Whereas something like the Native Americans, you're like punching down to like appropriate their culture. There's that I kind think of appropriation there. is not okay across the board. If it had been more of a collaboration, regardless of like how old or well known the culture is, it's still the better way to go. Yeah, because uh, they they definitely bastardized a lot of the myths. Mm. Um, yeah, which I can but- see why they would be like, mm, actually, that's not okay. But that was kind of happening anyway because there's, like, the Roman set and the Greek set and they're kind of the same but not. And, like, I kind of – I always think it as, like, you know how Christianity kind of appropriated holidays and things and then just yep. put their holidays on top of it? That's mm-hmm. kind of what I think that, like, the Romans and the Greeks kind of did that with each other. Yeah. And then it sort of developed into, like, now they've got the same things. Like, they kind of developed side by side almost. But they just had different names or like different versions, and there's all sorts of different versions. Yeah, of different. Sometimes it's easy to be like, I forget which one belongs where. Mm. Sometimes I hear also, all the like Grecian myths and still think it's Rome for some reason. Like, yeah, Italy, all, that's Greece, different country. Yeah, they're all kind of the same. Also, it's an ancient culture that yeah. like it doesn't kind of exist in that form anymore. Mm. Like it's it's very is different. I don't know. I don't know. Let us know if we're being totally tone deaf. Um, but I, I think it's funny. And so in terms of like it is definitely so it was made in the 90s and like watching it, I got like when um, Hercules first meets Phil and he's like perving on the, the nymphs mm. and I'm like, ew, Phil, Phil, ew. Phil is just like, ew. But he's meant to be a bit ill. And he's ill the whole way through. Yep. But then you can kind of see that, like, Hercules is really sweet. He's got this really sweet nature. And his parents, his adoptive parents who bring him up, are just just lovely. And you can see, like, the way he sits with his dad and stuff. And it's like, oh, they've, like, brought up a really... Like it's, I think it's due mm. to them that he's so sweet. Um, like sort of nature and nurture as well. They like brought that out in him. Um, but then yes. you can see when so, um, Hercules goes off to train with Phil, and then he's there for quite a long time because he goes from teen Hercules to yeah. adult Hercules. Yeah, we get a good montage. <laughs> yes, this is like this is like the second it's so best training montage. Nice and I hope. It's you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, I was, like, like I was saying, I was working on something else while I was watching this, so I, I don't exactly remember what the time set was, but it felt like the movie opened and we have the backstory of, here's a baby. Um, and then it's straight into uh, the I Want song and then it's straight into the training montage and then, like, it's been 15 minutes. 
<laughs> I think it's a bit longer, but it's pretty much. Yeah. Like, they kind of, they roll with that real quick. Yeah, they like, they um, rapid fire through the boring parts of his hero journey <laughs> to get to the bit where he's actually yeah. a hero. <laughs> yeah, and the training montage, I love it that like he's already strong, so feels like, you know, this is about aesthetics. Yeah. We're going to build up their muscles to make, make you look you sexy. Hot. <laughs> yes. You got to look like all a, it is. Uh, but um, then they be hero. <laughs> But then they go on like the road test and they're mm. flying and th- and that's when they encounter Megara, who is awesome. I love yeah. her. And yeah. you can kind so of see I, that ickiness with that. So she is this yeah. like capable woman. She's there with the centaur who's um uh, voiced by Jim Cummings because of course he has to be in our in our, <laughs> our film, and um, she, um, Hercules comes up and is like, "Hello, I'm, I'm a, a big I'm strong here to, warrior I'm here man. to rescue you," and she swagger. says, "And she says no thanks," and he hears that, he hears that, and he's like, "Oh, okay," and you can see him like he he wants to respect that, and he's like, "I are you sure?" Like he actually like digs into that instead of just being like, "Never mind," but I think that. He eventually disregards her wishes and like rescues her anyway, and I think that's Phil's influence. Yeah, because like, it's, it's cutting back years. and forward he's, between yeah, him bit, and Phil. So he's looking at Phil and feels like rescue her. Like, yeah, get like why are you even listening to what she's saying? Because yeah. he's ill, and yeah. Hercules is this sweet guy who's been brought mm. up in this toxic masculine environment, mm. and even though he has the tendencies to like respect. Meg and her wishes he's been told to be a hero he has to do these things and act in a certain way and I think that's a really interesting kind of concept that runs through the film because in the end like Meg falls in love with him and I think it's because he really does respect her and also Hercules is Mm. kind of the epitome of the nice guy the nice white guy who's been brought up in privilege and Is He's genuinely incredibly nice strong guy. and incredibly gentle. But he has these microaggressions that are kind of built into the society and the culture that he's grown up with. Yeah. And and it's kind of highlighted there. Mm. So That's he true. is like he is truly a nice guy, but he's not always doing the right thing. Yeah. He never, we never get that development of him actually kind of examining that, but he does truly like seem to actually listen to Meg and her wishes and things, um, and and then he's like behaving in the way that he, that society um, wants him to tells him to, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's kind of it's interesting. That's, yeah. that, that's no, that, fine. There is that as, aspect of him trying to fit in because that's what he was in the mm, beginning yeah, yeah, of the thing. He wants to fit, to fit in. in. Yeah. And it's and that's the culture that he's been told is is how how it should be. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. And I think that's something that's something that is interesting. Like you that you can point to with like these guys that are like why, and you're like, yes, you can be a nice guy who's got the best intentions, but you can also be um, perpetuating these microaggressions and not really respecting women and stuff, even though you think you do. Also, this is '97, mm-hmm. so the language around that wasn't. Per, yeah, like, as well yeah, which known. is why I think I think made now he would be uh, like he. It, I think that if they made it now, that scene, for example, she would say no thanks, and he'd go, "Are you sure?" And she'd say, "Yep, I'm good." And he would go, "Okay," and go back to Phil, and Phil would be going, "Hey, you got to do it, rah rah rah." And then I think something would happen where the um the river guardian would attack him or something would happen in that he has to defend himself and then in that process ends up 
uh, rescuing Meg, but mm-hmm. he's not in there to rescue Meg. It's just like he's going, okay, you don't need rescuing. I'm a leave, but then gets mixed up in it anyway through no fault yeah. of his own. Like I think yeah. that's how that scene would play out today. Well, how we would like that scene to play out today. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I see where you're coming from. I didn't read that deeply into the scene with like the masculine like aggressions and such. Mm. I went, oh, yeah. Meg is significantly older than Hercules and he's a sweet little babby who's never actually experienced so, the world. So sheltered, yeah. Yeah, and whereas she's gone through like a lot and come out yeah. stronger for it. Um, and she weaponizes her sexuality. Yeah, she mm. has the ability to tell Phil to go away. Like she didn't mm. freeze up when he like plopped himself onto yeah. her lap. She just goes, But Hercules Ugh. does. Later yes. before she sings her song, she's like full on turning yeah. on all the sexy <laughs> things. And puts he's her like in his face and he's like, um, I don't know. Oh what my to god. Do. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> an ankle. Yeah. yeah. And and like mm-hmm. they're kind of scooching along because he's scooching along this bench away from her yeah. because she's coming on so strong. And I'm like, that's such a role reversal. Yeah. And like Phil Phil does that with the nymphs and with all these mm. women throughout as like a joke and she's doing it to the men because she's weaponized her sexuality like men do. Yeah, and so mm. I think that whilst we would like that original River Guardian scene to be less about, look at me, I'm a manly man, it actually works really well having it as it is and letting her do the yeah. role reversal and then pick that apart later in the Yeah, like, yeah. It had yeah. to it had to happen. It had to happen that, yeah. that she got rescued. And I don't mind it so much. It's just yeah. like really like mm. just discussing it I think is an interesting sort of concept yeah. and like mm. I the the thing that I was like oh okay so that changed in like an interesting 90s way where they have like Hera and Zeus actually being like functional happy yeah. adults oh my gosh yeah. and I was like <sighs> It's like now they're that I know so... the real story, I'm like, oh, why did they? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Yes. But they're so, they're they so, so cool. wishy-washy. They're so <laughs> yeah. wishy-washy. They don't really have any characterization. They're just kind of there as like yeah, the epitome. But Zeus and then like they're kind the of dicks. He's like, he like doesn't tell dash. he doesn't tell Hercules what he has to do to become a hero and but stuff. He's just like this exclusive club. Like mm. you gotta be this exclusive club. Oh, you're not ready. You're not ready yet. And then they're like, okay, cool. Welcome to the club. And like, it, like I think it's right for him to be like, I don't really belong here. Yeah, mm. but like again, part of that journey is him learning that it's not about the strength of his muscles. It's mm. the the strength of his heart. So he, if he'd just been told, hey, have a true heart, be wonderful, like. He wouldn't have been able to go on the journey. Yeah. Um, so I think his his montage of like monsters and stuff because he has like twelve trials or something mm. in the original. Yeah. Myth. Yeah. yeah. The twelve tasks of Heracles. And, and, I, and a I lot think of they nods all. To the original myth. Yeah. They all like all the monsters are like one of those. They kind of yeah. It's like a little nod, which it's is like, cool. Um, he's in the he's in like his gym lifting weights like that matters to him um and like Phil yeah. bustles in with like a clipboard is like all right you gotta go to see this king who's got like a oh, issue and the with amazons the and, and the amazons and you gotta go like thing. sort out yeah. the the stables there's like something wrong uh, yeah <laughs> take a shovel yeah. and it's like that's the um the, like there's a mortal cows or something that just shit yeah. a lot yeah, yeah. and like he ends up making trenches <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's, really, it's really clever and I love that when they arrive in Thebes and there's the guy the like flasher guy who flashes yeah. like one of my sundial. Yeah, but like the whole thing about these is that it's the big olive obviously the big apple yes it's, um, I'm walking <laughs> here 
uh, all of that <laughs> stuff that's like very sort of um, yeah, it's very. New York. It's, it, I love all the like anachronisms, like all the merchandise and pain yeah. and panic. And he's like, yeah. squeak, squeak. And he's like, what are those? He's like, I think they're rather dashing. And you're wearing <laughs> his merchandise. Oh. Yeah. Hades is such a good. He's such a good villain, but I hate that he's a villain. Like, because Hades is pretty much the only god in the Greek myths that didn't do anything bad, he just did his job. Yeah, and yeah. even in this film, they just like he turns up in Mount Olympus, yeah, and all of the like other gods are like, ew. Yeah, because he's the bad and, guy. Because he's the god of death. But, and Zeus, it's like, mm. but Zeus is like, oh hey, and like he turns up, and like he's not even like maleficent. Like, oh, you didn't invite me. Um, I'm gonna curse the baby. Like he he doesn't give a shit. He's turned up to be like, hey, you know, I am still here. Like, I yeah. am still He's around. Me you gave I'm me not... a shit job. Yeah. I just want to, like, whatever. Like, for the party, I'm just stepping in just to remind you that I exist and then yeah. I'm just going to leave. And he does. And he he doesn't give a shit about Hercules. It's not until the fates are, like... Um, that he's going to ruin all fight. of your plans yeah, because... You shall fail. Yeah. yeah. The characterization of Zeus is, like... This used to be good at sports in school, like yes. dad guy <laughs> who like jock. everyone likes. But as soon as you're yeah, outside of his vision, you don't exist to him. He forgets you exist. So he's given Hades this job and then Hades is not in front of him. So he forgets Hades is there until someone brings yeah. him up or he turns up again. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, hey, like what's up? What's going on? Like pretending like he didn't forget Hades is there. It's why Hades is like... I'm actually doing work that you gave me and you mm. insult me now by pretending you didn't forget about me. That's not nice. That's not cool. Yeah. Uh, but then he, like, goes to the extreme because obviously he's the god of the dead so he has to be evil. Mm. Yeah, um, it's, like, associated with the devil because he's underworld. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I did think it was a little bit out of character when he frees the Titans and then points mm. them in the right direction because they're going in the wrong direction, which is yeah. always going to be hilarious. I know it's a cheap <laughs> joke, but that, that's Olympus hilarious. would be that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, and, and then he gets the Cyclops and he's like, I want you to kill Hercules. Like, he would have succeeded if he'd just, like, like not, not even thought about Hercules anymore. Yeah. Like, it yeah. would be fine. And it's kind of like now he's got a grudge against Hercules, but then the whole time it's just been like Hercules is just this annoying who happens to be getting in the way and he has no idea. And he even acknowledges that. He's like, like I know you're just being, you're just doing your thing. You just mm. happen to be getting in the way of all my things. Yeah, so he's, um, he's been taken yeah. down so by his own do this hubris deal? because, again, he must be the bad guy because yeah, he's the king the of the underworld. Self-prevailing prophecy, self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy yeah. kind of thing. yeah. <laughs> So like that's that's yeah. like okay yes we got Hades out of this and he's very good but also mm, he's great it's kind of lazy writing being like okay so he's the king mm. of the dead he's being brought down by his own hubris ha 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 um mm. but that being said he ran the underworld oh, yeah. I and want to be your, um, a beautiful black he, woman for singing he's your um <laughs> he's your villain yeah he's and when villain. we got Disney Plus and I made you a profile I I had to put Hades as she your made me Hades profile as yeah profile yeah and I remember you like logging in you're like oh my goodness am I Hades and I was like yeah yes. I was so and I'm Isma yeah because yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Isma <laughs> yeah to pull the lever crank yeah. yes <laughs> run lever <laughs> is that my voice is that my voice well, that movie is that movie so is just good. so good. Yes, uh, not even a musical. 
But yes, Hercules. Um, anyway, Hercules. I love yeah. and and I love I love um, um, Pegasus, who's yeah, voiced yeah. by voiced by Frank Welker, another voice that's been in like every film. Uh, body of, of a horse and a bird, brain of a bird, brain of a bird. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love it when pain and panic turn into that like burlesque <laughs> horse <laughs> with the feather fan wig. Yeah, and he's and, like, like jaw drops and, then, and, and his like, tongue rolls out. <laughs> And then when the when they like split apart, he's horrified. He's like, "Oh my goodness, what is going on?" That yeah. that, that little bit is just. I so came good. here for the sexy horse, and these evil demon things came it's out a of it. Elder yeah. monster. Pain but and like, panic are great. I like. I love this is this is the callback to like when I did the thing about the clouds, and I was like, "There's a whole yes. thing in Hercules about it." Yeah, I got this. Yeah, yeah. As he's like, as Zeus is building him, he's like a little bit of Cirrus and he's a little bit of like. literally pulling clouds Yeah, together like bits of clouds. He's naming the clouds. Yeah, I was like, oh, I get that now. Yeah. Because talked about clouds. They're yeah. Like clouds. Yeah. So like, this also, is like just, the layers. <laughs> also, I just narrated a book about clouds as well. Did you? Whoa. Yeah. You should yeah, share me the title when it. it's released, please. Yeah, when it's Destiny. released. I've, I've just finished it. It's in post-production now. Amazing. So that's exciting. It's a children's book. That doesn't stop me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good. So the cast of this. So we have we have three voices for Hercules. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we've got teen Hercules speaking voice yep. is different to adult Hercules. Yes. So it's really hard because they sound really similar, but, like, actually when um, – when they're in the like marketplace and he mm-hmm. like knocks down the whole market just through a series of unfortunate events. He accidentally his his voice um reminded me of Tom Holland. I'm like, this is like Tom Holland's Spider Man, you know how yeah. he's always, I don't know if you've seen them. But he's always running around trying yeah. to fix shit. That's he's so like, Oh shit, cute. oh shit <laughs> And he's like trying to scrabble yeah. there. So I was like, Oh, it's like Tom Holland's Spider Man. But it's Hercules, <laughs> wrecking stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. And then, and yeah, and then we have then we have adult Hercules, who obviously comes after the the montage, mm-hmm. the, the second best training montage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have the singing voice, who is Roger Bart, who's a Broadway performer. He played Snoopy, huh. and he's in the producers um, as uh, Roger Debris' assistant. <gasps> What's his name? He goes yes, oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I so love him. He's like, look, don't call here again. He was drunk. You were lucky. <laughs> and he like does the little leaps and things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that's clip. Roger Bart. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's Roger Bart. Um, yeah, so he does the singing voice. He sings Go the Distance. Well, that's it, isn't it? That's all that Hercules okay. sings. So yeah, now that's I want his one a savage song. drag queen version of Going <laughs> I Can I tell you that mm. I hate, I this is the worst post-credits version, pop version of a song. Yeah. I hate it. And the thing that I hate the most is that it's someone, Bolton, someone, I don't know, some guy, yeah, is Bolton, that he yeah. doesn't fucking sing the words. It's like... It's like, what are they? Are you singing English words? Or are you just like verbally wanking? I wonder if he's just like like some, at the time, some like big name who wanted to sing and that's just his style of singing and he was just allowed to do it. 
Yeah, um, and you've just like offended like a whole subgenre <laughs> of music. Yeah, yeah, but that's and like songs that I dislike are when they when I can't understand the words. Yeah, I um, want to know what the story is, guys. Put that. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it there's clear. words for a reason, like yeah. and 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 when it just becomes about like vocal gymnastics and stuff, and I'm like, that, that's fine. Like the the friggin' muses are like amazing with their yeah. voices, but you can hear every word. Yes, crisp. Yes, yeah, they they are great. Um, I love them. Gospel truth. Yeah, and they're a Greek chorus. The whole like, of course, they're a Greek chorus. Yeah, of course, Mm. you couldn't have done like this film without a Greek chorus. A a proper. They're not like a Greek Greek chorus. They're like the um, gospel gospel choir choir version of a Greek chorus, (laughs) which I think. But they're always there. Mm. I love it. I love them. And um, I I love the dun 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 dun, dun and they do yeah. like the you shoulder go, thing. Muses. Yeah, <laughs> goddesses of the arts and proclaimers yeah, of heroes. Yeah. Like the world was new. Honey, you Honey, mean Hercules? Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> we could quote uh, all of the muses bits, and that could be yeah. this episode. <laughs> yeah, they're the best. They're the best bits. So they mm. sing a lot, and then we get like Hercules gets an I want song. Phil gets his um, training montage. Yeah. Second then best they training montage da, song. on a roll. Da, 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 yeah, da, 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 so they they sing the whole way through, and then Meg Meg gets her song, which is really awesome. And they're awesome. Yeah, they're which is an do. I don't want song. <laughs> yeah, um, Megara. Megara is voiced by Susan Egan, Ooh. who Alan Menken kept blocking from um, from auditioning because so she she's. I would be like this. She's she's like, I want to be in a Disney film. I want to voice in a Disney mm. film. And she's like auditioning for everything. She is the she originated Belle on Broadway in Beauty and the Beast. Oh. So mm. she's original Belle. Um, and because Belle is like sweet and nice and like a little bit sassy but not really. Yeah. She's like much more gentle than Meg. Uh, hasn't been through as much. Um Alan Menken's like, nah, we need Meg to be really sassy. And Susan Egan's like, I can do this. And yeah. um, eventually was allowed to audition and got cast. So I'm like, yes, queen. So now yes. she's like originated her own Disney princess, which I'm like, it's just so good. Yeah. Um, and she's done a lot of voice work. She pops up all the time. She's done a lot of the Studio Ghibli anime. So inspi- oh. she's in Spirited Away. Oh, is she the... Um- uh, the the uh, what's her name the caretaker yeah the girl the, yeah the, the girl mm. in the bathhouse the, yeah, the like, one that looks after Sen or yeah. Chiyo yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh that's her voice I can picture it now oh. yeah. yeah it's really distinctive and like yeah. I, like I know her as but Megara. it's not that's probably in the a first... way that like draws you out of the movie and go like oh, oh me yeah this, yeah me definitely I'm like it's Meg really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I did it until you said it. And I was like, oh, it is Meg. Even though yeah. I haven't seen that movie in forever, I mm. can picture her voice and go, oh, it is her. Yeah. Okay. Instantly, I know it's Meg. I'm going <laughs> to like Egan. randomly watch a movie in like a few months and still not have this issue. I'm going to be like, yeah. this is a good yeah. character. I like them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways. <laughs> anything else? Oh, Danny DeVito voices. Um, Philoctetes? Philoctetes. And he's great. Yeah. He's great. And I don't, I think he was famous. Was he really, he was really big in kind of the late 90s, wasn't he? Yeah, because Matilda had already happened. Yeah, and And that was Taxi and like all the TV shows that he was part of. And was he an SNL person? I can't remember. Some US people are going to like murder me. They're probably yelling. SNL wasn't a big thing over here. 
um, at all. It's still not really. Yeah, <laughs> like we're like aware that it exists. Not really. Yeah, there's all it's these like how Halloween is only an American thing, really, but it's kind of we're aware of it. No, Halloween isn't an American thing. It's appropriated. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The way the Probably. way Americans do Halloween yeah. is yeah. Yes. But um yeah, there's a lot of actors and stuff that people talk about and they're like, Oh yeah, they started in SNL and I'm like, Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's kinda yeah, like because I've seen them first in their SNL? breakout what's, movies. What's the comedy it's Saturday, club in it's America? It's Saturday Night Live, Helen. Yeah. Oh. So it's just it's a sketch show. And it is it's a brilliant training ground for actors because yes. it is just sketches and improv. Yeah, um, so what's the Because when you said forever. SNL, I thought it was a sport thing. Mm. No. Because <laughs> it sounded like a sport thing. Because that's what, so it was on. I was like, what? It was on in, in Australia at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock, so way past our bedtime um, and only sometimes. So it wasn't something that was always there. And so I thought, looking in the TV guide, that it was a sports show, like a like let's run down with like, oh, look, they were running and then they caught the ball. Let's talk about that for 22 minutes for no reason. Oh, like um, that panel where they just have, they talk about sports. Yeah, like <laughs> after the football when they do a panel yeah, where they just yeah, talk about the yeah. game that just took three hours to get through. Why are we still talking about this? I am not a sports person. I appreciate yeah. people who are, but can I please have my TV back because I would like to watch the Rugrats. Thank you. The only sport um, <laughs> I watched was the Olympics. Exactly. Yes. And I'm mostly here for the Winter Olympics because I don't understand and ice or snow, and I think yeah. it's majestic. Um, yeah. Anyway, they go down the hills is really cool. Anyway, um, this film, um, all the sequels got cancelled. So all sequels, sequels all cancelled. But there um, was so a TV The sequel show. of this, yeah. So, so <laughs> at the end of the 90s, someone else took over Disney. So yeah. this, I can't remember, I can't keep the name straight because there's like Katzenberg and Iger and a few others and some were good and some were bad and some tanked things and we hate some of them and not others. Mm. There's all this stuff. But I can never keep who's who straight and what they did. But the so there was a new CEO of Disney um, and they cancelled all sequels that were in the works, which no. kind of, they're, like, they're a bit shit, so fair yeah. enough, <laughs> kind of. But then they ended up doing the prequel movie, straight-to-video prequel Zero to Hero, and then there's like a TV show, and mm. I think I'm too, I'm a little bit too old to have watched the like I vaguely remember the TV show existing and being on TV, I but I was like, I watched the Little Mermaid and Aladdin, like those ones on Saturday Disney when I was a kid. But then I think I was just a little bit too old by the time these came along. I wasn't watching Disney syndicated I TV vaguely anymore. Vaguely remember. Some episodes, I just remember that it was on TV. But yeah, I and I, I found it, like, it really annoying because it was, like, a tween show and I was too old for that by then. By oh, the way, yeah. I, just, I don't think I really liked it that much. I just watched because Hercules. Yeah, because it's, like, I, IP that you know. Um, I just looked it up. Michael Eisner is the Disney Michael Renaissance Eisner. CEO and then yeah. um, Bob Iger, which is close enough that that would annoy me I'd never remember that they're two different people yeah. is the one that cancelled a bunch of things but then yeah. brought in um Pirates of the Caribbean and Wally and the like yeah mm-hmm. so like the swings and roundabouts then we had yeah. Bob Chapek um and yes. Bob all Iger's the names back. are familiar you're like yeah, yeah. and then they've yeah they've switched back and forth a few times yeah and there was the like a recent upset as well yeah there's all these yeah. like dramas and stuff well, but um, they're all just like white guys yeah Bob, yeah. Bob's gone same. back as of 22 uh, 2022 um because Chapex is gone Chapex out 
Yeah, yeah, all this stuff. Maybe Chapex um, was the like, let's just reboot everything, guy. <laughs> now Bob Iger's here being like, all right, guys, let's. So there is do a live action Muppets. remake plan. <laughs> really? Oh, this one? Of yes. Course. There is of everything like that. I think they've <gasps> can, literally can gone, let's remake play? everything. Can Spider Man huh? be young Hercules? Who would be old Hercules? Tom Holland. Yeah. He can uh-huh. sing too. Tom yeah, Holland. Yeah, he can do that. I go the distance song and then all oh, Hercules could. can step in, right? <laughs> who's going to be Start, who's start the trend on Twitter, Caitlin. <laughs> I do I think, tweet. Aaron does. I think, <laughs> I, think the, um, I think a live action film of this could be done well, but like when I think about Hercules and Meg and even Hades. And the muses, I think they could be awesome. When I think about Phil and Pain and Panic and um, Pegasus and all that kind of stuff, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. that might just be the like sidekicks that are not funny anymore. You would get rid of the, um, like Pegasus would be there as like a horse, but he wouldn't have any like comedic moves other than like stepping mm. in the wrong spot or like leaving poops in interesting places yeah, like on so, top of such, things <laughs> that would be great um such bros yeah they have to rewrite the entire character and the interaction with but pain yeah. and panic can still exist um and oh but it would be someone like week? josh gad and uh, yeah pain they would and, ruin um, it if they used yeah. a josh gad character because just Gad can be amazing in certain roles, but you don't put a oh, look at me person in those kind of um, Disney movies. You ha- make the character be the laugh, not the character looking at, out at the audience and going, <laughs> yeah, I'm the sidekick you love. Yeah, mm. so it's probably, which is all the pitfalls of like every live action remake. Mm. There is a musical. A stage musical version. So I've been following, I've, of course I follow Alan Menken on mm. the social media. <laughs> so he has, even all the way through lockdown and stuff, because I think it was 2019 that they started developing it. Um, and there's all this backlash because the guy they picked to play Hercules is black and everyone's like, there weren't any black people in ancient times. And it's like, yes, they fucking were. Yeah, fuck especially sake. in that part um, of the world. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Someone, I remember this is a Disney fantasy that... film anyway. Like, who cares? It's great. Yeah. I saw a thing where someone argued that it was very likely Jesus was black because of the era of the world that he was in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's t- well, he's Middle Eastern and Jewish. Guys, yeah. Jesus was Jewish. Was Jewish. <laughs> Where does that come from? Uh, Avenue Q. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a little bit racist. Um, um, yeah, so they they staged that as part of, like, the Shakespeare Festival <laughs> or something like that, which I was like, okay. But they also um, recently, like, I think it's only just finished, it did a season at the Paper Mill Playhouse, and I think they're going the same way as with Hunchback where it's oh. for licensing. So they've got, and um, I read uh, like some, I read, read bits of some reviews where they're like, it's kind of a like um, low production value show. Like it's kind of quaint and cute um, and that's, and that's its charm. So yeah. which makes it really accessible for licensing for amateur yeah. companies and for schools yeah, yeah. to do because they don't need to have fancy special effects and stuff. They're like, and I really like that they can take these giant IPs that are so well known with these like amazing songs with someone like Alan Menken and be like, mm. here is like, let's develop just this little, it doesn't always have to be everything with the bells and whistles. Like a lot of what Disney's doing with all its TV shows is just like, let's just throw too much money into this. Mm-hmm. 
which is also amazing. Like I am, I just recently watched the book of Boba Fett, which was just like, let's just spend our money and do all this gratuitous stuff that is cool. And I enjoyed it for that. Like that's exactly what it was. But I do also like that they've got this like really simple productions that can be done and enjoyed by everyone. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think that's the way that um, fandoms need to go is you have the low-budget version available to everyone that you can participate in and enjoy and you also can have the high-budget versions available to everyone but only some people can participate in because mm. it's expensive. Um, but, like, the joy and especially a there. musical, like a theatre production, by virtue of it being a theatre production, like... It's Lots limited. Can stage it, it and, and yeah. yeah, it's like a, everything is a different experience. Like every every show, every staging is different. Whereas a film is a film. Like it's finished. Mm. It's in, entirely there, and then you can watch it whenever. Like make it. Yeah, they know available like, to people. If you want yeah, an IP to stay alive, you allow fan made productions or you, little budget versions or high school versions mm. to happen because that allows that IP to continue and and introduce itself to more audiences. Like I love Harry Potter because I was 10 when those books were coming out and I yeah. actually know I was 11 when the first movie came out. So I was I was the right age at the right time to have mm. the nostalgia. And to grow up with it. But the reason why I love the Harry Potter IP is not because of Harry Potter itself, how it was written. It's because of the fandom and like – the interesting things that the fans have come up with and talk about, like it's completely separated from the original books and J.K. Rowling at this point. Um, I liked it because Mum used to read it to us and that was just a nice memory that I always have of it, and, you know. <laughs> so, so, like, it's the, you know, you could go online and you can be in one of the houses and it was your own story now. You just had the settings. Yeah, yeah. and you can self-insert into those books because there's enough there's enough world world building for you to be able to imagine what's got like what it looks like, but there's also enough gaps that you can be like, this is where I fit, yeah. <laughs> and all of that mm. sort of thing, which I think is I think is lovely. I don't think it was intentional, but I think the outcome is is wonderful, and the fandom is amazing. And when you have spaces like um, school run musicals that are designed for all of the schools to be able to participate in and and do. Um, especially when it's like a known IP, like yeah, you can go watch that movie, but you come back and it's it's this particular student's interpretation of that character or that mm. particular school's mm. discussion, mm. and it and it opens up the discussions if a if the teachers are doing their jobs really well, is to go okay, cool, um, we're doing this musical. Let's look into the actual myths and how they progress over time and what we know about these characters and all that sort of yeah, really and then stuff. incorporate that into different things. And, yeah, yeah, and often often really good art comes out of that needing to make do with small budgets and mm. and this mm. and that and the other it's like there's so much creativity that that is encouraged I think by by making this available of like here is music and here is you so here's your score and here's your script yeah. off you go yeah. um, and having more of those kind of because you know when, when I was at school it was like like what can you do and for the longest time you're stuck doing Oklahoma again and again and again yeah, well, um, we did all of those jukebox musicals, which were yeah, um, like seventies and eighties songs that were yeah. uh, like allowed to be licensed for only school stuff. Like you couldn't make money on it. Um, but 
the part that was enjoyable was the students going like, yeah, so this character is like the basic female protagonist and then going, you know what, let's make him sassy (laughs) and like building their own character into it. And we happen to have a lot of very um, artistic and talented people in a room together who would just Mm. chat about the thing that they were passionate about, which at that point was like a music or acting or something. Yeah, and you don't need to be a professional. No. And you don't need to be in like Hollywood or on Broadway to be doing really amazing art. And you don't need to have special training or like a stupid amount of like money behind you. Like it would be great if everyone could have access to um, classes to develop their passions and talents and things. Um, But there's only so much time in the day and only so much budget in the school stuff. Yeah, and same with community theatre. It's like kind of there to as like a passion and it's just as valid. Like we kind of think, oh, it's only a community theatre production. And maybe there are some people in it who aren't like Hollywood standard and maybe there's some people who are in it who are aiming to be to go to Hollywood. Hmm. Um, but it doesn't matter. Like it, we it see a mix of it's about the production. Shows. Yeah. Erin and I, um, we, we go. Yeah, to Helen the, never comes. Helen never comes. <laughs> Helen, <laughs> Helen likes being inside. Erin um, <laughs> and I will go to a um, student production of something right up to the when we can afford seats in the touring shows like mm. it's it's the s- experience yeah <laughs> yeah uh, that way stuff sorry yeah there's, <laughs> and there's amazing art being created that we yeah. you get to experience that mm. yeah and you get to see people who are like passionate and interested and just being amazing and then like there's potential that a few years down the road, you're like, oh, I remember that name. And then it's it's that person we saw performing um, who we thought mm. were cool. Or we get a new understanding of the original text from the way that that particular interpretation was put yeah. forward. Mm. Yeah. Well, I would love to see like a amateur production of Hercules. I reckon, I reckon there's a mm. lot that, a lot of fun that you can have with the, so much with the fun. text. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so much stuff. So that was Hercules. What do you think of this film? Do you want to see your local theatre do a production of a stage version of it? Uh, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at Isn't It Neat Pod. You can email us on Isn't It Neat Pod at gmail.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And feel free to leave us a review because that really helps us out. Thanks for listening. Now go and enjoy something you think is neat. <laughs>